Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast that explores the intersection of mysticism and the modern workplace. On this show, we discuss how to bring your spiritual craft and practice into the workplace. We'll talk to people who have found ways to include ritual and spirituality into their everyday work and hear from experts on the topics of how to stay spiritually connected while managing the demands of the modern workplace. Our host, Jessica, is a certified career counselor, HR outlaw, and vocational astrologer. If you've ever wondered how to bring your spiritual practice into the workplace, this podcast is for you. Join us as we radically transform workplaces to be a little more magical. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a tarot spread for the month of April for witches at work. And I've done this before. I did this for April and I got a lot of positive feedback. Folks are really excited about the tarot and the way that I incorporate the overview of the major astrological transits for the month ahead as well. And so I'm really excited to be offering this episode again for the month of May. This spread is a little bit different, so if you want to see exactly what I'm doing in this episode and make sure that you're connected with me on social media, I will be sharing this spread on my Instagram as well. My handle there is that which from work. In this reading, I looked at all five weeks of May. For the first two weeks, they got two cards each, so two cards for week one, which covered really April 30th through May 6th. Two cards for week two, May 7th through the 13th. And then the rest of the month, I only pulled one card per week. The weeks are a little bit further ahead. There's more time for fate or destiny or just whatever is going to happen. There's more chances for that to unfold. And so by only pulling one card, we are leaving it a little bit more vague in general. And it's really giving us more of the I guess like overview of the energy and a little bit less specific than what we're going to read in the cards in the first two weeks. In addition to pulling from a tarot deck, I did incorporate some oracle cards from the Wild Unknown Animal Oracle deck by Kim Kranz. And for the tarot, I am using the first tarot deck ever in, I was going to say like that I ever purchased, but it was a gift. So the first tarot deck that I ever owned not the first tarot deck that I ever read with, but that ever belonged to me. And that is the Morgan Greer tarot. And I have it in a cute little travel case. If you're friends with me on social media, then you've seen it before when I do my, like sometimes I do tarot spreads on Tuesdays um, in my stories. And this is the deck that you usually see when I'm doing those stories. So let's get into it again, just to give you a visual you see four cards at the top and three cards in the second row and down to the right, I have two of the Oracle cards and we're going to start with the tarot deck and then move to the Oracle at the very end. When I was meditating and when I was kind of getting into the vibe and like the zone for this reading, something that I was asking to come through was just what is most important for us to know this month? in relation to our work, our careers, and our businesses. For the witches at work, what would be most valuable for us to see 
and therefore interact with consciously as we move through the month of May. And as I laid down the cards, there was some immediate symmetry that I noticed, especially in the first two weeks. So let me give you a quick overview of which cards are sitting where. And again, if you want to see the visual, head over to my Instagram and you can check that out. So in the seat of card number one, the first card for the first week of May, we see the judgment card. This is the only major arcana in the entire reading. The second card is the queen of pentacles. So for the first week of May, judgment and the queen of pentacles, which is a pretty powerful combination. Second week of May, we see the queen of cups followed by the three of pentacles. In the third week, we see the page of swords. The fourth week, the eight of swords. And then the fifth week in the final week of May, we see the three of swords. Now, what I find really beautiful and fascinating about this, and this is the way that I read, and if you've ever had a tarot reading with me, then you know that this is a big important part of how I interpret the spreads, is I zoom out and I look at all of the cards as they're interacting with each other. Who's facing who? Who's facing away? What direction are they moving into? What are they moving away from? What can't they see versus what's right in front of them? Are there a lot of people or is it primarily symbols? What's the color saturation? These are all really important ways to understand the reading and to interpret the cards with a little bit more depth for the person you're reading for. And in this reading, I'm reading for all of you for the witches at work. So things that I noticed immediately is the first two weeks, the first four cards have this balance to them. In the judgment card, you see three figures. It looks like a man, a woman, and a child sitting in a boat. And so there's three individuals, and then the man is holding up a horn, and it's creating um, like a like an inverted triangle or more like a cup, like a chalice that something could be poured into. But the point is down, and the opening is pointed up towards the sky. And then the queen of pentacles is facing inwards towards the center of the spread, looking directly across at the queen of cups. It looks like they are having like a staring contest of sorts. Um, both of them are holding a symbol, which represents their element. The queen of pentacles is resting her arms gently on a big pentacle coin. And the queen of cups is looking directly at her holding her chalice or her cup directly in front of her face, like up to her chin. And both of these women are giving really strong, powerful stances. They look very much in their element and uh, yeah, just like directly looking at each other, really kind of like anchoring this entire reading. Actually, this is a really strong focal point, the transition between these two weeks. And then on the other side of the Queen of Cups in the fourth card position is the Three of Pentacles. And so we see the number three reflected again, even though the Judgment card is actually the 20th card in the Major Arcana, the symbol of the three individuals on the boat contrasted by the three pentacles in the stained glass at the top of the card, I think was really fascinating and really cool to see. And then the other symmetry that I saw, or like the balancing, if you will, is that the symbol or the picture on the three of pentacles in this deck are in 
a gothic style window where the top of it is arched, but it actually kind of goes up into more of a point. And so you see the inverse of the symbol of the horn in this card. And rather than the energy flowing up and out, you see it being contained down in. And so that was the first thing that I noticed. The other thing that I've noticed is that in the second row, in the fifth card position, representing the third week of May, the page of swords is facing inwards towards the center, holding his sword. He's looking directly at in the eight of swords in the center of this row, a woman standing her hands and legs are bound. There's um, like a, a cloth, a bandana. I don't know why words are escaping me. It's because Mercury retrograde, right? But like there's a covering over her face. You can't see her face. She can't see anything around her. And it feels like everything is um, being blown over to the right side of the reading or over to the end, to the fifth week. That's the direction that the page is looking. That's the direction that this woman's hair is blowing in the wind and her dress is moving towards. And so there's this energy kind of directing your gaze and your focus to the fifth card in the fifth week of May, which is the three of swords. And so something, you know, another three, but in the last three weeks, it's all of a sudden very air dominant. The swords connect us to the element of air and all three weeks have that type of energy. So it's going to be a lot more about our mental agility and our beliefs and our thoughts, the way that we communicate our ideas and get everything that's inside of our head outside towards other people. So I'll go in more depth with each of the cards and each of the weeks, but I wanted to share that really big overview. What are things that we notice immediately? The seemingly polar yet balanced, uh, like counterbalance of the first two weeks, almost an inverse of the other. And then the last three weeks, having this movement, this natural motion and direction of going forward and all sharing that air element. And then in the way that I have the spread, the two threes of the reading are actually sitting right on top of each other, which is again, more of this inverse, more of this, like, this is where you were and this is where you are now. So there's this natural story and relationship that the cards are telling. So let's start with week one. Judgment is the only major arcana that we see in the reading, like I mentioned. And so this energy will actually continue throughout the entire month, as well as how we interpret the rest of the cards. May 1st and the beginning of the month is also when we see the planet Pluto station retrograde. We get the Scorpio eclipse. And so this is very big energy to pay attention to. And I've talked about this in my staff meeting episode as well. And I actually made a blog post about the Pluto retrograde station. You can find that. I think I put it in the link in my bio on my Instagram. If not, you can head to my website and find it in my blog. But judgment is about the interconnectedness of all things. In this deck, again, we see the man holding the horn of judgment and the horn is burning. It's on fire, which is the most divine of the elements. We consider things like judgment day and the rapture, where there is a final decision that's being made and this could be being made about like you, your morality. This could be being made about the general collective on minor or major scales. And again, this card is about the interconnectedness. This really is that, you know, um, 
it's it's like a cycle. It's like, you know, we're constantly moving through things until we learn the lesson. We'll continue having the same messages until we figure it out. And this idea of like a death and rebirth, again, like the rapture, it's just you're moving on to the next. It's like moving on to the next thing. Um, when we consider the Pluto station, it makes me think about how Pluto is going to be moving back through the zero degree of Aquarius and re-entering the final degrees of Capricorn. And so this does feel kind of like before you make any final decisions, before you pass judgment, have you learned enough about the interconnectedness? And that's very Aquarian actually. And I believe this card, Ooh, I needed to look this up before I recorded, but I I'm fairly confident that this card connects us to the planet Uranus. And so it feels very Aquarian in that thread, but this really is perhaps a time to review anything that you thought you had already cast a final judgment on. And as new information comes in, are you willing to change your mind? This idea of a domino effect. Did you realize it would influence this many people? Did you consider that these were the consequences of these actions? And if you were given the opportunity for a do-over or for a repeat or a try again, what would you do differently this time? The second card for the first week of May is the Queen of Pentacles. And now here's something that you may not know about the court cards. The queens in any suit correlate to the water element. And so the queen of pentacles is the watery part of earth. And these two elements share the same polarity. They're both yin elements. It's about cooling. It's about settling. The queen of pentacles rules over the first two decans of Sagittarius and the last decan of Capricorn. And I think a lot about the importance of structure in this card It's about the choice to deliver an uncomfortable truth with kindness rather than telling a white lie. It's about like the integrity of the foundation. You could say the integrity of the relationship. Knowing that this is part of the week holding the full moon in Scorpio, the um, eclipse, I do think that it's a time for radical candor and being honest about what is not working anymore, even if the letting go frightens us. The queen of pentacles is surrounded by autumn leaves. And so we think about that time of year anyway, the time of year where it's about letting things go, understanding when something has passed its time. And again, I think about this Pluto station and that Pluto will be revisiting the last decan of Capricorn, which again, queen of pentacles has rulership over. Then it does make me think about like kind of going back and saying candidly, like, This is not working. This structure is not working. The imbalance of power in these relationships is not working. And here's some new information you maybe didn't consider. That now that you know, will you make a different decision? But the initial week is just about going back and getting that new information and receiving it in a way of understanding that it's better to hear an uncomfortable truth than to continue moving forward with an untrue storyline. So in week two, I love that these cards feel so in line with the major astrological transits. Um, In week two, we have the queen of cups, the watery part of water. 
The Queen of Cups rules the last decan of Gemini and the first two decans of Cancer. And Venus moves into Cancer on Sunday, May 7th, the very beginning of the week. So the queen is poetic and she's imaginative. I get this image of the monarch that you meet and you feel immediately safe with, immediately connected to. You feel at home with her and she genuinely cares about you. She shows this to you by being an active listener and offering you tea while you pour out of yourself because you just immediately have trust with her. Venus in Cancer will be getting a trine from Saturn and a sextile to the North Node in Taurus. And so this does feel like a lot of adding structure that makes your love more sustainable. Again, the queens are staring directly at each other. And so there's this kind of like tension in the stance. It's almost like the first week you look to the future, but in the second week you look to the past. And... I'm thinking that like the three of pentacles is about building up. It's about craftsmanship. It's about creating, especially like actual material, tangible things. I would say that this is not a time to be lazy and cut corners in your work. And if you were acting out of love and out of genuine like empathy and care for the people around you, then you would want to do your best work. Work is an expression of love. As well, if you're building something new and you are cutting corners, you're going to ruin the foundation and that will ultimately cause a lot of problems later. If you're restoring an existing structure, but you do really shoddy work, it could be seen as disrespectful to the tradition or the original creators, and it will remain an eyesore for people to look at. I'll have more to say about this transit in the upcoming Corporate Coven staff meeting episode, the preferred astrology forecast for witches at work. So tune into that if you want to hear more about Venus and Cancer. But yeah, it's very much, again, like the the balancing the maybe like logical, pragmatic with the you know, the queen of the watery element, uh, this kind, empathetic, nurturing woman that you just, you feel safe with when you're there. The page of swords is giving, um, the third week of May, it's just this energy. Like (laughs) if you haven't seen it, this, this young lad, or sometimes like in some decks, they're the princess in this deck. And it's, is seemingly like a young boy, like moving forward. Um, and he has this like face of like, you know, I'm ready to fuck around and find out. <laughs> this is the earthy part of the air suit where you really want to put your ideas into action and move boldly forward just to see how far your wit and your silver tongue will take you. In this week, Mercury stations direct and there's a ton of other astrological energy that matches the momentum expressed in this card. You're rushing into situations. You're feeling confident. You know well enough what you do know, but you need to keep in mind that you don't know what you don't know, right? So this week might be the week that you find the limits of your competency. In the fourth week of May, we see the Eight of Swords, commonly represented by a person, again, that's tied up, they're in bondage, surrounded by eight swords standing upright in the ground, and there's nobody holding them. The car or the swords are just standing there, like nose into the ground, standing upright. This card feels a little like the reaction to the previous week, actually, with the Page of Swords. 
you're feeling maybe shy or coy after realizing a deficiency in your competency. And so now you're in sort of like an analysis paralysis. A story that comes along with this card is that the woman is frozen, calculating her next move in her escape. You know, she's trying to anticipate all of the unknowns because she can't see anything. Her face is covered and her hands are tied, but she is alone in the image. So she could use the swords to release herself, but she doesn't know that she doesn't know that she's alone. So she's just kind of standing there, like anticipating, like trying to, trying to guess at what's around her before she takes any action. It actually reminds me of what a previous mentor had said to me. They said, you don't need to make the right choice. You just need to make a choice and make it right. And this week is also like we officially get into Gemini season, which is all about like the, um, you know, failing to maybe commit or to make a decision because new information and ideas and curiosity are always coming in. And so sometimes this can uh, result in a type of inaction or a lot of sporadic action in all areas without actually uh, amounting to a specific output or outcome. And so again, I'm looking at the eight of swords and just thinking a little bit about this analysis paralysis. In week five, in the final week of May, we see the three of swords. Now, a lot of my initial reactions to seeing this card comes from the idea when I was like really early on in readings and I would do relationship readings for people and this card would come up and it was always like, oh no, like unfaithfulness, um, heartbreak, and other like really undesirable feelings in relationships. Uh, you have this heart being stabbed by three swords, two with the same hilt, and then one in the center with a different hilt, and that one's actually like the one dripping blood, and dark clouds above um, of this like shining, glowing heart. Now, I think it's valuable to note that this card connects us to the first decan of Libra, where Saturn is the decan ruler. Saturn is exalted in the sign of Libra and is very much connected to executing justice when the rules are not followed. What are the consequences if people break the rules, especially the rules of engagement? Boundaries are put up. Punishments and natural consequences ensue to restore balance or to restore a fairness or an equity that we expect in relationships. And so I see this card at the end of the month and part of me initially was like, oh no, <laughs> what's that about, right? But I actually think um, knowing that, again, like we're, we're going through a time where we need to be re- reconsidering like what what has been going on with with Pluto in Capricorn? Like, let's go back and take a look at it. I know we're already like, really ready to move on from these storylines, but we need to go back and take a look at it again because there do need to be consequences, to imbalances of power, to people not honoring their word, to being unfaithful, to being deceitful. And this card is about the restoration of balance, which could be uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, I don't, sometimes I don't think that I'm like that big of like a fantasy person. I'll say all the time, like I'm not a fantasy reader, but now I just find all of these different like fantasy references falling out of me all the time. And I'm going to make another one. It makes me think about on game of Thrones. Um, when the Starks 
like Ned Stark at the beginning of the series is very much like, you know, if you're the Lord of the land, then you have to be the one to swing the sword. And there's also the idea of like the King's justice, like the person who's responsible for carrying out the sentencing. That's not an easy job. That's not comfortable unless you're some type of psychopath, like ill in pain. But otherwise, like that's a really difficult spot to be in to hold others accountable and to enforce boundaries. But that's really what the fifth week of May is going to be about. So I pulled two uh, oracle cards from the Animal Spirit Oracle by Kim Kranz. And I'll link both of these decks in the show notes if you are interested in working with these decks yourself. I pulled two cards, one of them for what is the energy helping throughout the month of May? And what is the energy to look out for or be wary of? So the energy helping us get through the month of May is the crocodile. Be patient and wait. This month is about gathering information and not overreacting or responding to the external world with the reptilian brain. Crocodiles can sit in the water and they like, camouflage in they sit there for so long unmoving um and this is how they like can be really excellent hunters right so we see this a lot with you know the pluto retrograde with mercury retrograde it's a time to just kind of like take in information again it's not necessarily the time to put everything into action and we see this most clearly in the last three weeks of may with the swords with the air element continue taking in information and don't be overly reactive again from like your amygdala the part of your brain that kicks in when you need to you know flight, fight, freeze, fawn, when you have those instinctive reactions because you don't feel safe in some way and that part of your brain takes over. Um, Continue gathering data before immediately acting. And I love that the card to balance the crocodile um, and to kind of like look out for is the dragon, both of these very like reptilian animals. And so there's like a synchronicity there, although one's in the water and one's more of like a fire breathing animal. The dragon is representing the energy to look out for. It's correlated to the third chakra or the Manipura chakra. This month is about keeping the ego in check. Be mindful of what you accept as ultimate truth simply because it is true for you. Again, wait before making decisions and acting. I think this is where sometimes it's not that like your intuition can lead you astray. I think it's always important to pay attention to those like intuitive feelings and those gut feelings. And I think it's important to understand the context of the id, ego, and super ego. It's valuable to understand that what might be true for you will not be truth for somebody else and to recognize that there are different perspectives. The third chakra is also about taking action. It's the, you know, the solar plexus. It's our core, the core of your power, your confidence in your ability to go out and to, uh, to do something, to have your own internal fire and your own power. And that's like the thing to look out for this week, right? Again, like not being overly active, overly reactive. Are you willing to just sit in the water and wait? Are you willing to accept that this month is just about observing, about being curious, about asking more questions? 
That's what this month is really all about. And you might notice that um, you're tempted to eagerly rush forward and explore and to put things into action like the page of swords. And if you adopt the mindset that one of the best ways to learn is by failing forward, that's fine, right? Just know that you will realize what you don't know. It might become glaringly obvious where you are a novice, where you might have some naive ideals or beliefs and the reaction and the counter to that might be feeling the analysis paralysis of, well, I can't make any decisions. Actually, I don't know anything. Now I feel like I can't move because I actually don't know anything around me, right? Um, that will be an uncomfortable polarity, almost as comfortable as getting stuck in this staring contest between the two queens, which I still love. All of the symmetry and the balance and the counterbalance happening in this spread. It's so beautiful. So we are going to end the May tarot spread there. Again, if you want to hear more about my take on the major astrological transits, then tune in every week to my staff meeting episodes where I walk you through the weekly forecast. And now that I do these kind of like at the beginning of the month, I might start referencing back to them in those staff meeting episodes as well. We'll see. But if you love what I do with tarot and you would love to learn more or to work with me, please let me know in the comments of this show. So many more of you have been like reaching out into my messages. And so I'm so grateful that you're doing that because it's so fun to hear from you. I have listeners from all over the world, which still kind of like blows my mind. And I think my dad definitely still doesn't believe, but it feels incredible to be able to connect with other witches at work, other corporate witches, other HR witches, um, other powerful professionals who believe in merging the magical and the mystical with the mundane ways that we provide loving service to the world. So thank you so much for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Corporate Coven podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and gained valuable insights into the world of personal and professional alchemy. If you want to stay updated on the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and turn on notifications. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, and you can visit my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com to find other ways to connect and work with me. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please let me know in the comments on this episode what you're interested in. Until next time, keep working your magic and casting spells of success in your career and life.